So that's something that in the past I would have been excited by. I'd be like, oh, this guy's busy. He's probably successful. He's probably going to buy. And I would just kind of gloss over that and move on to my next question. Now, do you ever find yourself still hustling at two, three in the morning? Have you ever bragged about it on Facebook like it's a badge of honor? Well, I'm sorry to tell you that while you were hustling, your host J.R. Rivas was probably fast asleep with the Stripe notifications set to silent, because let's be honest, they can be annoying when you're making money while you sleep. How does he do this? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's called Instant Leverage, and you need this if you want to thrive in this market. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Instant Leverage Podcast. I'm your host, JR, and today we're going to talk about phone sales. So in any internet business, at some point, you're going to have to sell over the phone. There's going to be a support issue. If you're, if you're, even if you're selling through an automated webinar, eventually there's going to be someone that wants to get on the phone, ask a question, and just to feel comfortable enough with the transaction. Um, a lot of the times we will, if you're doing a live event or you're doing a high ticket, anything over like, let's say $3,000, or you're selling a service like a lot of my clients and a lot of the people listening, like an agency service, like Facebook ads, PPC, whatever, it's going to have to be done over the phone. So I wanted to tell you the and share with you the top hacks and leverage points that we've used to increase our phone sales. So it's important to note, I think that big key here is that selling the way that is traditionally known, like high pressure boiler room, kind of like used car salesperson, that really doesn't work anymore. People are very, very keen to that stuff and they're very turned off by it. So we do what's called consultative selling, which is essentially tell me about you and your business. Tell me your needs. And if it makes a good fit and if it sounds like we can work together, if it sounds like we can help you, then we'll make you an offer. One of the biggest keys to our success is in how we run the discovery section of our sales calls. So somebody gets on the phone and they there's a format that we follow for every single call. So every single call is different. It's not a it's not really a verbatim script. Uh, we do have a script that we go off of or an outline, I guess. But the most important part of the call is really the discovery. And the discovery is usually anywhere from 15 to 25 minutes of the call. So the, the the format of the call is we get on the phone, we'll get on the phone, you know, build rapport, all that simple stuff, right? And then uh, we set the agenda for the call. So we're like, hey, t- on today's call, here's how it's going to go. I'm going to ask you some questions about your business. And then uh, if it makes sounds like it's a good fit, I'll make an offer. And po- if not, I'll point you in the right direction. Sound good? Awesome. So then we have to dive into what I call the discovery. So here's a big mistake that like 99% of agency owners and uh, anybody selling high ticket makes. A lot of the times we mistake the discovery for just part of the call, just like a blah part of the call. Um, I, if you guys are familiar with the saying, the sale doesn't begin until the, the first objection. I used to live by that. So I'd be like, hey, let's just get through the discovery call so that we can get to the offer, so that we can get to the objection, so that we can get to the sale. And that was uh, troublesome. So now the way that I run my discovery calls are, and the, the reason why that's troublesome and the reason why that uh, doesn't work is because of what I'm about to explain. So now we run our discovery calls by really trying to find all the objections that might come up beforehand. So a perfect example of this is let's say you're talking to a prospect. Let's say you sell Facebook ads to gyms 
and you're talking to a prospect and they're like, you know, we're, we're so full, like we're so busy. Uh, I'm busy like 99% of the time I'm like running around and we're dealing with, you know, new clients and workout equipment breaking and employees and new people trying to sign up and all that stuff. That's something that in the past I would have been excited by. I'd be like, oh, this guy's busy. He's probably successful. He's probably going to buy. And I would just kind of gloss over that and move on to my next question. Now I learned to recognize that as a future potential objection. So I would say something like, you know, hey, Mr. Client and Mr. Potential Client, you sound really busy. Are you sure that you have the time or resources to dedicate to a new venture, like, you know, running Facebook ads for your gym. And at that point, I'd just be quiet and see what they say. And I'd make them topple that objection for me. Because if what what I used to do was I would get to the end of the call and then they'd be like, oh man, this looks great, but I'm just so busy. I don't know if we can do this. And then it's like, okay, that's now you're you're fighting an uphill battle. Whereas you could remove that right off the bat. So another example, we have clients that come in and they're successful agency owners and they're they're super, super busy. So again, I'll ask them the same thing. I'm like, hey, if you're so busy, like how can you dedicate time to this program? Um, and then I make them work that out for me. And if it doesn't, and if what they say doesn't make sense, then I'm like, mm, I don't know. Like, I don't think that's going to work because like if they're like, well, I'm going to dedicate one hour a week to this for the next two years until we make it work. You're like, you know, honestly, I don't, I be like blunt with them. I, I don't think that that that's going to work out. So we either need to find a different solution or uh, I don't think it's a good fit. So by doing this, it kind of shifts your mind from the the discovery is is from basically like, hey, the discovery is just to gather information to the discovery is actually to uncover any trap doors that the prospect might use to escape later, right? So the a good discovery is basically pinpointing potentially what objections or what uh, issues the prospect might bring up in the future. So for example, if you're talking at, in the beginning, let, let's say you're talking to a uh, salon, you're like, hey, I uh, tell me a little bit about the things you've done in the past for marketing. And they're like, well, uh, you know, we've done Groupon, we've done Yelp, we've done community events, we've done uh, Facebook ads and those didn't work. And let's say you're selling Facebook ads. If you don't address that right then and there, then you're just going to get to the end and you're going to be like, Hey, so, uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to set up some Facebook ads for you. And they're going to already be, uh, turned off by that because you didn't address that when it came up. So your job as the salesperson or your salespeople's job is to find all of these potential trap doors far in advance. So one of my, I guess, uh, sales coach, uh, his name's Cody. He's like, yeah, people listen to my calls and they'll be like, man, can you send me a call that's not a lay down sale? And he's like, well, I really don't have any because I've addressed all the objections before they could object, right? And when you do that, you'll get those sales, more of those sales that are like, you know what? This makes sense. Let's get started. And if you don't do that, you'll get a lot of like, mm, let me think about it. Talk to my wife, whatever. So another way that we've, we've sort of conquered this is we not only, so Jordan Belfort in, uh, the way of the wolf, he talks about how in order for someone to buy, they need to be at a 10 in three categories that they need to be at a 10 on you as a person your company and your product. So most people I see get stuck in, especially agency owners, they get stuck in, I'm just going to do cold email and I'm just going to do LinkedIn 
and whatever other form of outreach, cold calling for some, um, although I usually don't recommend that one. They're, I'm just going to do all these things forever and we're just going to get better and ramp them up and refine our scripts and all this stuff. The Those methods work and like, like I start everybody out, out on those methods because it's an easy way to start getting appointments. But the problem with those methods is there is no opportunity to build a relationship before you get on the phone. So you're getting on the phone with someone who essentially knows nothing about you or what you do. So ultimately, um, the difference in your sales will be highly based on what people see before they get on the phone with you. So for me, we before anybody gets on the phone with us, they watch a training, a video sales letter essentially that walks them through our entire process and convinces them that of a few things. And if they, at the end, if they're not bought in on, on those things, then they're not going to get on the phone with us. Then we also send them social proof testimonials. We, we overcome their objections. We conquer myths before they get on the phone via emails and texts and stuff like that. So by the time someone gets on the phone with us, I want them to already have a really good idea that they actually want to work with us. And if not, if they're getting on the phone, and they're super cold. They're like, you know, who's JR or whatever, <laughs> or, or like they don't remember booking the call, then the process isn't strong enough. And anyone who, who has done phone sales and has tried to build some sort of a funnel to sell people will have run into this because like one of the things that's been funny for us is like we used to let people book like five days out they would book five days out and by the fifth day they'd be like i don't remember booking this call i don't know who jr is and i'm like man people's memories really fucking suck like people really aren't aware people are going through life like sleepwalking because there i don't i don't know maybe i've done this too but i don't think there's ever been a time in my life where where I saw a message or an ad. I clicked the link. I scheduled a call. I saw the email reminders. I got the pre-call email reminders. I my e- my email was entered. My phone number was entered. I pressed submit, and then someone called me, and I was like, ah, I don't remember booking this call. It just kind of goes to show like how fucking unaware the average person is going through life, like literally sleepwalking through life, and then wondering why they're not successful. And That's one of those things that just really used to piss me off. So I, rather than just complain about that, I I was like, okay, how can I make it so that not only do you, by the time someone gets on the phone with us, they are extremely aware of who I am and what we're selling and what our, how our program works and all this stuff, but they also look, view these things very fondly and they're kind of excited to work with us. And that's, that's been the mission. So that's, we've done that through a bunch of different ways. Like the, starting from the ads that we use, the testimonials that we use, the retargeting that we do, the emails that we do. We call, we call people the second that someone books a call with us, um, 10 minutes later, they get a phone call to confirm their call. So we've done all these different things and each one of these have, has helped incrementally. Uh, I don't think any, any one of them, I mean, shortening the call window from five days to two days. Uh, that's, that's been like, if I had to pinpoint one, it'd be that and that's the easiest one. So just to kind of recap, in order to get less objections, you have to have to have to find those objections before they could potentially come up and point them out and just kind of challenge the person to tell you like, hey, how's this going to work? Because if not, you're going to get to the point where they use that as the scapegoat and then you don't close anybody just because you didn't. If I get an objection that's like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work for me because of X, Y, Z. I know that I, I did something wrong in the discovery. I didn't ask the right question. I didn't dig enough. And the thing is like some people might think it's kind of weird to be asking people these questions and digging and stuff like that. But in reality, 
that's why when you set the agenda on the call and you're like, hey, I'm going to ask you some questions and they agree to that and then you ask them some questions, it's not weird. So uh, that's all I got for you guys today. Make sure you're doing those discoveries. You're asking the right questions. You're actually digging and you're looking for the trap doors that the potential prospect's going to try to escape out of. So thank you guys so much for listening. I am, I have been posting on Instagram again. We're doing a big campaign for that. So make sure you're following me on Instagram at VJR Rivas, and I will catch you guys on the next episode of the Instant Leverage Podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, and I'd be forever grateful if you left us a five-star review on the app you're listening on so we can help more people. And if you want more content like this, then click that subscribe button now. And until next time, my friends, stay leveraged.